another exciting episode of seeing reddit where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour i'm matt heron oh yeah you got through it it sounded like you were gonna stumble there again but you didn't uh i'm jeff kowalski i'm louisa heron yeah i struck a I struck a real patch of cotton mouth in the middle there on account of my 420 blazing it all the time <laughs> Now but you have actual- to save that for episode 420. <laughs> oh, sorry. The actual reason is because I ate beef jerky for lunch, so <laughs> my <laughs> life is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your tongue has shriveled up into its own sort of jerky because of all the salt you eat. Yep, and then I'm just going to chew my own tongue off later. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Like that guy from Seven. Uh, that was that the happened? most disturbing part of Seven. Yeah, was that Gluttony? I guess I didn't see no, that movie. It was Sloth. He was he was like chained to a bed for years, and eventually ate his own tongue off out of boredom. I guess is the implication. <laughs> That's weird. Why do yeah. why why is just this one serial killer does so much planning? Every other serial yeah. killer in movies is is like the start of the movie is when they started serial killing. This one, it's several years before he planned to start serial killing in a few years by kidnapping a guy. Yeah, Jeff, I've always thought that one theme that's missing from movies about serial killers is how patient and well-planned <laughs> out they are. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't know. I just think that it's really strange because usually serial killers are like impulsive weirdos that he would be that like- is- in that's a few years, I'm going to kill this guy. That's not true. That's what? not true that's at not all. True. I'm reading Devil in the White City about As a serial killer at the turn of the uh, 20th century, and he built a castle to torture and murder oh, people. Oh, H.H. Holmes? Yeah. Yes. That guy is a creep. He planned really well for his uh, serial killer. I always conflate him with Albert Fish, who is another uh, old-timey creepo. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> That's yeah. uh, is that's neither here nor there. Definitionally, <laughs> serial killers are people who spend a long time planning things because they need things to be exactly a certain way to get the sexual rush that they need out of their kills. You know what would have been good if the detectives in Seven had found that guy had been there for years, and they like didn't report that murder or like reported publicly that they didn't think that was connected to anything else, and like really pissed Just off that serial killer. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yeah, they, that would have they, they find him six months in and just arrest the guy, and it's like, oh, this guy did a weird one-off kidnapping that has nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> oh, you mean, uh, wait, are you meaning to say that after they arrest Kevin Spacey, instead of being like, you're such a sick fuck, and, you know, Patrick, uh, no, what's his name? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, that's the one. I don't know where Patrick, Patrick came Pitt. from. <laughs> And Brad Pitt, like, vomiting out of terror for, over this guy or whatever the fuck he does in that movie. Instead, if they'd arrested him and been like, oh, we don't think you're connected to these other murders. You just chained this one guy to a bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he'd be like, no, I did it. He's like, mm, Yeah, exactly. How good would that be? Not getting into a serial killer's ego. Nah, yeah. I, want, I, I think it would be funnier if they caught him before he got the chance to do the other murders, and then he just seems like a creep. 
Yeah. Yeah, Jeff. I think that most movies would be better if people got arrested before they did a lot of the murders they did. <laughs> what about That's why Zodiac? That would report. probably be much worse because it would be I far less I guess the movie realistic. wouldn't be better, but the world would be better. Well, this is why Minority about. Report was the best movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> that movie yeah. is underrated because it's very stupid and fun to watch. <laughs> Counterpoint, it is, it is that good. movie is overrated because it's very stupid and not that fun to watch. Mm. I enjoy it. Tom Cruise chases his eyeballs around. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's the problem, though. It it has moments where it tries to be a goofy slapstick comedy, and then there are the rest of the movie that is, like, the most deadly serious uh, <laughs> science fiction. Like, it seems like the people making the movie didn't realize that it was a comedy until the last day of shooting, and then they're like, oh, fuck, this was supposed to be funny all along? Okay, quick, do some Three Stooges shit or whatever. <laughs> Hmm. <sighs> anyway, colors. Matt, what did you do online? Tell us, please. So, I am running a LARP, which stands for Live Action Role Playing Game, Nerd. Uh, which Nerd. yep. <laughs> I'm running that next weekend uh with some people that I wrote the game with, uh and we've been writing a lot over the past year. We've written this game and we've got about uh 6,000 pages or so written and we have about 1,000 more to write. So, it's pretty intense right now, but the game is based loosely on Devil in the White City, the book Louisa was just talking about, um, but set in a sort of uh, uh, shadow run type world where there is low magic and like orcs and shit. So that is the game. It's and set later, though, isn't it? It is. It's actually set during the second Chicago World's okay. Fair in 1933 instead of the first one in 1893. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, that is the game that I'm running, and the whole game takes place in the illustrious Drake Hotel in Chicago, uh, and because I'm a game runner, I'm in the game as a bellhop at the front desk of that hotel to answer guests' questions, and I just ordered my bellhop outfit Ooh. online. How many uh, times will you be saying, paging Mr. Herman? <laughs> Oh, every time. <laughs> every time anyone asks to see anyone, I will do paging Mr. Herman. And I'm very glad that you said that because I had not realized that I should make that joke until right now, but now I'm definitely going to. Uh, are you going to be a sort of spooky bellhop that is maybe a ghost, like this is well, the Tower of Terror from Disney? This is a very funny thing because, so I, I tried to get this costume way ahead of time back in like the beginning of summer, uh, but I couldn't find one anywhere that was not themed after um, the Tower of Terror or <laughs> the, uh, uh, what is that Wes Anderson movie? Uh, Grand, uh, Grand Budapest, Budapest Hotel. Hotel. Yes, <laughs> there were plenty of costumes what? for those two things for some reason, but no just normal bellhop well, costumes. Now, they wore normal bellhop costumes in the movie, so I'm wondering if this is like old car uh, cartoon character Halloween costume style, where it has a picture of the movie poster on the front of the bellhop costume. <laughs> Which movie? The Grand Budapest Hotel? Yeah. No, they wore purple bellhop costumes so? with gold frogging, and it said Grand Budapest Hotel on the hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would hat. be that wouldn't quite work. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, if I'm wearing a purple bellhop uniform, people are going to be like, you're, that's from Grand Budapest Hotel, because bellhop uniforms are red, that's the, that, everyone knows that, that's how monkeys dress. It's got to be red with big gold buttons, and you have rings under your eyes, like maybe you're tired or dead. (laughs) A zombie, yes, exactly. (laughs) Who is getting a phone call from 1933 right now? That's me, sorry, I put, I have to put my phone on silent. Um, It was a text message from you, Louisa. (laughs) Okay. Listen, I said that before the show started, so that is not my fault. <laughs> anyway, uh, damn it. Um, so I waited until now to get the the bellhop uniform and was able to find plenty because now we're getting close to Halloween, and I guess people are getting Halloween costumes. Ooh, are you going to be a sexy bellhop? Well, Ooh. there were two options. There was I don't sexy- like that you keep saying well when we say crazy things. <laughs> there was sexy bellhop or murder bellhop. I chose murder bellhop. Hell yes. And it came with, it came with, uh, like a red tails coat with big gold buttons, just like Jeff just described, uh, and a round red hat with gold rope whatever that stuff is called around the top, so that's great. And it also came with a like a dress shirt style dicky <laughs> with a black tie and blood stains all over it <laughs> and then uh, a set of white cotton gloves that also have blood stains all over them oh, this is so, great yeah so i'm thinking i'm probably going to replace the dicky with just a regular dress shirt and like i have other white gloves but maybe i won't and just see <laughs> how people react to that well, either that or now, halfway through, when things really kick off, you have a, a costume change option. <laughs> yeah, that might be fun, actually, if there's a point where there's, like, a murder in the hotel I have to clean up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring it with you, just in case. Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, this game is uh, hopefully going to be really good, but I'm really nervous about it. And speaking of which, we are not going to have an episode next week because I'm going to be very busy doing that. So, just a fair warning. Or maybe me and Louisa will record a secret episode without you. Mm, maybe. That's fine, too. <laughs> I was going to say you could get a guest host like we've talked about, uh, but Chris Luminello, who would be our go-to uh, guest host, is going to be playing in the game I'm running, so you'll be down there as well. <laughs> I sort of regret not signing up, because I thought maybe I would have like gotten a job and moved away and been busy, but no, I'm, st- I'm still free. Well, if you want to come down... I mean, you can hang out, and we might be able to throw you a cast roll or something. I'll let you know if someone drops out last minute. Oh, yeah. Let me know, because uh, I actually don't have plans next weekend anyway. Yeah, come on down. Louisa, you could come, too. You only live ten minutes away, so... I know, but I do have plans, so here well, we are. That <laughs> seems unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. Are they plans that are as fun as a sexy murder bellhop? I don't think I want to see you in that kind of costume, frankly. <laughs> I'm gonna wear pants, if that sweetens the deal at all. <laughs> They're cut very short, you have fishnets on underneath. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and I'm behind the counter most of the time, and then I'm like, let me get your bags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's like, oh, those aren't actually pants, it's just the dicky of pants. <laughs> it's like a loincloth in the front, and yes. yeah, nothing else. <laughs> Assless chaps. <laughs> The dicky uh, of pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. That's that's something you should have on a business card. <laughs> Jeff Kowalski, the dicky of pants. Wait, Dickies is a brand of pants, though. I don't think this Uh-oh. works. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, Louisa, what did you do online this week? 
I found out uh, through a friend posting a Twitter thread on Twitter that Twitter seems to be the new place for creepy pastas, and I kind of dig what? that. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, this one was in Spanish, but then someone had translated it into English. I don't want to spoil it for people who want to read it. I'll probably post it in our Twitter feed. But uh, it's about a guy who goes to a hotel and weird stuff happens, and he chronicles it with uh, tweets and then uh, pictures and little videos. And uh, I really like that whole format because at one point he like he has a little puzzle and people on Twitter are helping him solve it. And then later he's like, you can see this in the picture. And then, of course, you can't see the thing he's talking about. And people are like, no, you can't see it. And he's like, what? You can't see it? But I can see it. It's very good. And I think that's awesome. This is not Dead David. This is a different one. Yes, this is a different one. Okay. Uh, As the internet's foremost expert on creepypasta, I'm surprised that I did not know about this trend. Well, considering that before we started recording, Louisa sent you a picture of something from Pokemon and you also didn't (laughs) recognize that, you're really dropping the ball on your expertise here, I think, Jeff. Here's the thing, I'm extremely stupid and forgetful. (laughs) That doesn't make me not an expert, it just makes me not good at it. Okay, now your business card should read Jeff Kowalski, extremely stupid and forgetful. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it right in my cover letter. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were going to say... I'll... <laughs> Bullet sounded... points why you should hire me, stupid and forgetful. <laughs> Won't For some reason, I thought you said I... you were going to say I'm going to put it right in my coffin. <laughs> That is very on brand for me. It's something I would say. (laughs) Yep. Are there any other uh, creepypasta Twitter threats, or is it just that one and Dead David? Tell me all about all of them. And Dead David. Those are the only ones I know about, but I like the idea. This one I just found out about today, the hotel one. So I like the idea that this is a a new emerging market for creepypastas because it's easy to be on Twitter and be like, hey, something weird's happening to me. And then, like, supposedly let it play out in real time, but it's actually a story. That's pretty cool. It sort of reminds me of the thing that I think we've talked about on the show a long time ago, which is the Tumblr for uh, Hogwarts IT department, (laughs) where there's a guy who posts Tumblr posts as if he is the IT manager for Hogwarts about how frustrated he is that no one has computers or knows how technology works. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. I I considered constructing a... um, Twitter creepypasta with the help of some friends, but it never got past the planning stages. Um, mm. Oh well. But now that <laughs> well, it's a trend, now that it's a trend, maybe it's the time for it. Yeah, get on board. This yep. uh, video, I don't want to say something that'll spoil it, but this guy used some videos that use a technique that's so simple but works so well as a horror technique. It was mm. really uh, pretty mind blowing to me. Yeah, it's that uh, dolly zoom, like in Jaws and The Shining. <laughs> no. Yeah, you just I walk was... backwards while zooming in. <laughs> I was in a short film where they did that to me, and it was really fun. It was really cool, actually. They were like, just, just like continue reacting to this thing, and we're gonna. And it's like they start with the lens right up in your face, and then they like slowly roll backwards and stuff it's i don't know it feels really cool (laughs) yeah it's it's very strange how the technology enables that effect and it's like not complicated it's all in camera (laughs) yeah it's really cool that 
that wasn't ever an intended function for Zoom, and yeah. somebody mm-hmm. just figured out that it could be done, and they were like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Twitter wasn't intended to be writing uh, stories that are clearly horror stories that you're pretending are true, but people yeah. are doing it. Twitter wasn't intended to bring about global, th- global th- thermonuclear war, but, yeah, you know. here we are. Here we are. Nuclear, we come on. I know, I know. I was having a hard time getting through that sentence. See uh, earlier jerky tongue. <laughs> Drink a, a water, like a single water. You'll I literally, I have not gotten out of my computer chair since 8, uh, 8 a.m. <laughs> Where did you get that jerky from? Was it just next to your computer? <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, no. Where do you keep jerky? <laughs> I don't know, like in the same cabinet as chips. No, you keep it next to your computer for uh, snack snack emergencies, yeah. (laughs) Well, Jeff has a problem that he has a cat who could maybe get into some jerky Ah, and eat it all before you got a chance. (laughs) My cat knows that it bothers me when I I have the problem. I have the problem that (laughs) I could get into my jerky and (laughs) eat it all, which I do often. My cat chews on the plastic of all the snack bags because he knows it annoys me and I will get up and feed him if he doesn't. <laughs> you should stop rewarding bad behavior, and so should he, I guess. I mean, I usually just spray him with a squirt bottle of water, but he'll still just come back and yell at me until I feed him at five o'clock in the morning instead of waiting until I wake up like a normal person. He's not a person. Your cat really runs your life more so than you do, huh? Um, I mean, that's how pets work. Yeah, I guess so. If you had a dog and it needed to poop, you'd have to go take it to poop or it would poop in your house. Yeah, man. Dogs are really the masters of negotiation, huh? (laughs) They're willing to go that extra step. They'll poop there. They'll do it. Yeah, like, if you could bring that level of of negotiation to your everyday life... Of, like, pe- there being such a terrible circumstance of people not agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah. I'll eat all of your shoes. How do you like that? All yeah. Of them. <laughs> yeah. Or if you don't like- give me a controlling share in this company, I'm going to poop in the middle of this meeting, and there's nothing you can do to stop me, and you can't blame me for doing it. <laughs> you come in with a cup full of grass, you're like, I'm going to keep eating grass, as long as we need to negotiate. I'll barf what it might up. happen. I'll barf it right on the table. <laughs> If if you write me up one more time, I'm going to pee in the corner of your office, and then you'll have to clean it up. <laughs> and you won't be able to get mad at me, because I'll look real sad about having done it. I'll just sit here and be too stupid to react to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're master manipulators. Greed is yeah. good, or whatever. Yep, making deals all the time. <sighs> uh, Jeff, internet you. Okay, thank you. I have five things to choose from, and I need your help. Okay. So This is a viewer poll, so as Jeff reads these topics, call in and let us know (laughs) which one you think is best. Okay. Uh, So I teased before we started recording last week that I had ordered some extremely spicy noodles from the internet that I was going to talk about on this episode. Uh, Uh So that is one of the things. But between last week's episode and uh, now, so many pop culture things all happened to me at once. (laughs) <laughs> so, here's the other four options besides spicy noodles. Uh, the new Netflix uh, Death Note movie. Uh, the new Extremely Bad Taylor Swift song. Uh, a YouTube channel I discovered last night where an Australian guy makes caveman technology out in the woods. 
and the new uh, RPG from Paizo called Starfinder, which came to me from Amazon in the mail this week. Can I ask a question before we uh, tally our listener votes? Yes, you there. The New York Post. Uh, did you puke from eating the spicy noodles? No, they were uh, very spicy, but not the spiciest thing I've ever eaten. Okay, that's not exciting. Uh, I think we should talk about uh, the bad Taylor Swift song. Okay. Oh, sure. I still haven't heard it or Nor much I. about it, so yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, know boy. anything about it except that I don't really like Taylor Swift that much, although that Shake It Off song is pretty good. So she, uh, instead of trying to back away from this Shake It Off-esque attitude she has, where she's like, mm, controversy doesn't affect me, I'm actually cool. Uh, she released a new song called Look What You Made Me Do, in which... Uh, she, like, slyly references her ongoing, uh, entirely manufactured by her and her alone feuds with Kanye West, Katy Perry, and Kim Kardashian, um, <laughs> that the other people know that they are participating in, but are not actively participating in. Uh, I kind of think that's amazing, though. <laughs> the idea of, like, somebody fighting with somebody else but the other person is not reacting at all <laughs> yes pretty good. i find it <laughs> extremely entertaining that uh she is trying to like drum up these f these feuds with people who are one better at being in, f in feuds than she is and two uh don't care about her because they're more successful than she is <laughs> here's the reason why i think it's still <laughs> charming as somebody who has not listened to any of her music or and doesn't care about her at all, but I like from like a distance it's charming to me because it doesn't seem like she's trying to force them to react. She's just reacting as if they are reacting. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. yeah, it's very she's reacting as if anyone is invested in this controversy and she's the right. only one who is. It's not like she's taunting people into doing something. She's just like, <laughs> I can't believe you did that and people are like, did what? What? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so the song itself is sort of a, like, mid-2000s style, uh, I'm a sexy, edgy pop star now type of song, uh, but it mishandles it entirely because it, she wants to make, like, sexy, horny dance music, but it still remains an entirely chaste composition with, like, <laughs> no references to sexuality or anything at all, and samples the early 90s garbage song, uh, I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Like, intentionally, Right Said Fred is credited as songwriters and got paid for this song. Like, she knows that's a bad song, right? Everything well, like you're saying like makes it. this sound great. I really, like, this sounds like a great song now that you're saying this, Jeff. <laughs> it is great in how laughably awful it is. I should say, I said it's great, because I can't hear a lot of what Jeff's saying. It keeps cutting out, but oh, uh, yeah. I think the original Ray Said Fred song is great. And no opinions on the Taylor Swift song yet. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we can all <laughs> develop our own opinions when it's played at the end of this episode of this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Uh, so the, um, the- Do you think- sorry, not to interrupt again, but do you think this will be the song that we will get sued over? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out which song that I use at the end of an episode is going to be the one that sues us. 
Well, you're very busy this week, so I'll probably edit this episode, and I will put the full song at the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of having any, like, post-song bloopers, it's just the whole song? Uh, Maybe uh, after we end the episode, I'll just make a big fart sound, and that'll go right after the song. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So Uh, stick around for that. (laughs) Yeah, guys. Uh, But in the middle, she does her classic breakdown, like uh, the This Sick Beat part in Shake It Off, or the... We are never getting back together, like ever, from We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. Uh, And in it, she says, The old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, she's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Twist! Oh, man! She's been dead the whole time, we suddenly realize. It's she, like she emo to... without any sense of irony or like self awareness. Maybe she's really throwing like as many darts at the board as she can, and she's trying to s- drum up controversy like the Beatles did with the Paul is dead thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's trying to make people oh, think like, oh, oh there's a what? secret message in this that she was dead before she was dead. She, 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 <laughs> she heard about that thing on Twitter where people had the theory that Avril Lavigne died like ten yeah. years ago and got replaced, and she got <laughs> so jealous. Yes. Oh, oh man, no, I want to be dead and have been replaced. <laughs> I love how oh, that's man. not even a thing people have theorized about her. They've just accepted that she's gotten very bad at making music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Poor Taylor Swift. Anyway, it's random subreddit time, I guess. Hooray! Okay, so... That is so ridiculous. Can I just say real quick, I was listening to a episode of Stop Podcasting Yourself that was a donors-only one where they discuss music videos. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they listened to Freak on a Leash, so you heard part of that while they were (laughs) discussing it. And I forgot how ridiculous that song is, because when the guy starts going, (laughs) I laughed out loud. I couldn't believe that that was a real song. It always makes me think of how dogs act when you put (laughs) peanut butter in their mouths, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, for some reason that whole genre of music, new metal, just really loved weird, embarrassing, guttural noises. <laughs> I watched when I listened to that episode of Stop Podcasting Yourself. I pulled up the YouTube videos for the song so that I could watch them before I heard them discuss it, mm-hmm. and I watched that video when they were talking about it. And I remember when I was in high school thinking that what is that guy's name? Who's the main guy from Corn? Doesn't matter. No one cares. No one has ever known his name, but. <laughs> He is like, when I was in high school, I was like, oh, this is like a weird, edgy guy. I'm going to stay away from corn fans because I'm sure they're all like scary. But I I watched the video and he looks like like a failed art teacher. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> does. Got, and his eyebrows are so like heavy, dark, and it, he just looks like a Muppet. It's <laughs> not scary at all. Oh, and that other guy in the band, Monkey, I guess is his name, who has his ridiculous, like, fake cornrows. It seems unlikely that that's his name. <laughs> yeah, but he, his whole attitude is like, what, you want to say something? Like, that's his whole thing all the time. But he looks like one of those child stars who grew up to be kind of ugly. <laughs> like, he doesn't look hard at all. You remember those videos, like, uh, who, oh, what band was it? Oh, it might have been Limp Biscuit. That there was one guy in the band who had no personality other than wearing contact lenses of different, like, 
freaky <laughs> eyes and then in every video they showed them playing and the camera would come up to him and he would like put his face really far into the camera and like <laughs> so you could see like, his freaky eyes yeah and like move his head around like he was like freaking oh, you out but you're like oh my god you're so sad <laughs> i like that you pronounce the letter z when you say the band's name Lip yes yeah. <laughs> uh, they they chose to spell it that way <laughs> no they had to spell it that way did they spell limp in a stupid way as well? No, but it seems- no. it looks weird sitting next to Bizkit. They really should have. I, it's, How? It, like, with it's, a Y? Yeah, it's <laughs> irresponsible to misspell one of the words in your band name and not the other one. They should have replaced all three I's in the name with Y's. I'm looking at you, the Beatles. <laughs> they should have you really spelled, stuck into him. You should have spelled the uh like T H apostrophe. <laughs> no space. That's pretty good actually. <laughs> the Beatles. I think they should have done it with two E's, like an old timey store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yon the extra Beatles. E from Beatles goes back to <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, Jan Beatles is pretty good. <laughs> that sounds that like be... what they're called in Switzerland or something. <laughs> We've, we've, I think we've already talked about something similar to this, but somebody should do an act like that at a Renaissance fair, where they just do Beatles covers, but playing, like, a lute. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that that happens at literally every Renaissance fair. Yeah. I'm surprised I spent money on that. I'm surprised that ha hasn't happened in Game of Thrones yet. <laughs> oh, God, that would be bad. They had a, who was it, Sigur Rose come on to play the one song that's been written for the show. And then yep. Ed Sheeran showed up this year, so... He didn't sing any of his songs or uh, Reigns of Castamere. No, he was just like another made-up song for the show. Oh, okay, yep. that's good. Yep. It's fine, everyone was really bent out of shape that he didn't sing more, but I didn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact that he, like, looks up and winks at the camera and whispers, I'm famous musician Ed Sheeran. <laughs> You're not far off. Yeah, it I'm really did take me out of the moment, because I was like, that's fucking Ed Sheeran, I recognize this asshole. But they, they I really loved his reaction loved to it, which I might have mentioned on the show before, but it was, to uh, delete yeah, his I know Twitter? people are mad at me, but, well... He said he did that for other reasons. I don't know. But he said, I know people are mad at me for being on Game of Thrones, but uh, I got to be on Game of Thrones, so... <laughs> yeah? Can't fault him for that. Well, the, the camera really lovingly, like, spent, lingered on him, and I was like, yep. that's weird. He is slightly <laughs> yeah. handsomer than all of the other extras on Game of Thrones. No, he's very ugly. He's, he's, the, he's the only famous person who is ugly enough to play a peasant on Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, that's also true. <laughs> he's, I still think he's slightly handsomer than the average peasant. They didn't, I guess I should say, it's not that he's uglier, it's that they didn't dirty him up as much as oh, they I did see. all the other people. Well, they didn't true. have to. He comes in with a thin film of grease on him. <laughs> he didn't have, like, uh, uh, what is that makeup company that does stage makeup? Uh, is there one? Yeah, it's got it's a makeup person's company. name. It's like Ed Rooney or something. <laughs> Ed Sheeran's makeup. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he didn't have whatever that brand of makeup is. The brown of it just smeared randomly on spots on his face like every other extra on Game of Thrones. They ran out of the makeup budget covering up all of his horrible tattoos. <laughs> oh no, I didn't know he had uh, horrible tattoos. Oh yeah, he has like a long sleeve t-shirt of very bad tattoos. They're all like pickles or like dancing hot dogs and stuff, right? <laughs> They're they look like the side of a of a of a very very high person's van from the seventies. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that sounds great. You keep on describing things that are supposed to be bad in a way that makes me think they're great. Also, uh, it was Ben Nye, you guys. It was Ben Nye was the makeup company I was trying to pull. I have heard of that, okay. but not much. Jeff, you've been in plays, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Jeff has momentum disease. He doesn't remember things he's done <laughs> That's before. true. That's true. He's also a, he has a degree in theater. And doesn't know yep. theater makeup in the same way that he has a podcast about creamy pasta. Oh my god! Doesn't know what's going on. Jeff, yeah, don't, I have an don't extremely bad part. memory. Jeff, don't listen to this part. Matt, okay. Do you think? Do you think Jeff got replaced? Oh shit! Do you think I Jeff bet, died and got replaced. If you played all, if you look at the first letter of every episode of this podcast, it spells out Jeff has been dead the whole time. Yep. Uh, no, actually, I'm the old Avril Lavigne. Uh-oh. <laughs> that makes so much sense! <laughs> Hold on, you does it? You are always wearing skinny ties and, like, you love shirts. You love skater boys and spelling things with numbers. <laughs> mm, uh, but see, the twist is, she was the skater boy in this situation. It's uh, a metaphor. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Explain more. No, don't. Okay, uh, so I got the Reddit r slash awtf, A-W-W-W-T-F, uh, which appears to be cute animals doing extremely gross things. Oh, no. <clears throat> so I guess it's like, it's all WTF? Y- yes. Yeah. Okay. But like, it's a portmanteau of all and WTF. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got r slash misanthropy. Which is something we are all uh, experts in. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's true. And I got r slash campfire cooking, which is exactly that. Cooking over a campfire. That sounds pretty good. I like that. I like that too. My problem is that it's provable that the best episodes we've done of this show have been the ones that we fa- of the topics we found the grossest. <laughs> is that true? I know. I'm, yeah, I think it is. Unfortunately... Like, yeah, I think like medical he- gore was pretty good. People like to hear us suffer. <laughs> so um, maybe we thinking? can treat ourselves this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the top of all time on all WTF, and it's a puppy uh, vomiting up like 300 balloons. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, That's really upsetting. Misanthropy has a pinned post. That says you're probably in the wrong sub sub uh Reddit. <sighs> what? <laughs> uh they're they're top they're like they have a pinned post in hot that says you're probably in the wrong subreddit and then explains what the subreddit is for. Uh if you're having a bad day, go to off r slash off my chest. If you can't oh, this get- is only if you're not a poser about hating people. This is only if you really deeply hate people. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, this isn't about cl- complaining about people. This is about actually hating them. You know what? I hate you. Does that help? <laughs> yeah. That's gotten me b- I'm one step closer. It's very... <sighs> it's yeah. very strange. It's. I don't think that this, this subreddit would do anything but make us angry. Yeah, this Reddit is bad and stupid. Like, the... It's not on theme for its own thing. It's people trying to be more hateful of other people than other people a lot. Yeah. And also people, like, jokingly talking about how they murder other people. 
Yeah, I it's find a bunch I can't of... listen to people complaining a lot because it just makes me angry. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're right. And then I just get angrier and angrier about things. It's bad. <laughs> the problem is I, I'm much happier getting angrier at people like on behalf of somebody else complaining like, you're right, that does suck. I'm mad. What makes me madder is when somebody is complaining about how they're mad and I get mad at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're wrong. The thing you're complaining about is fine and I hate you instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this whole board reeks of the, um, like, uh, caring about stuff is what's really wrong, and anyone who cares about stuff is someone I hate. Oh, no. Yep. <sighs> I'm gonna click the X on that tab. Yeah, uh, that I think gonna we go should away. do campfire cooking, but AWTF, I guess, is probably, uh, I would accept doing that. The thing is, AWTF would be a better episode, but I don't want to do it, so <laughs> let's do Campfire Cooking. <laughs> yeah. Although, whenever we talk about cooking, we end up just all yelling at each other about how we're good cooks and the other two are bad cooks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's true, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't want to look well, at like, true these for dead one of animals us. and stuff. It's true for one of us, Louisa. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> no. it was me. Turns out it's me, actually. Oh. I'm the good one, and you're both bad. That's not true. You're both Wait, very good on. at cooking. <laughs> Jeff, Thanks. did you just say you didn't want to spend the whole time looking at dead animals when the cover of Campfire Cooking has a whole bunch of dead fish on a fire? No, oh, uh, fish don't count. <laughs> also, there's a dead pig in the cartoon of it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a double standard like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's true. Food Hopefully, does most taste of good, these. I agree. My problem was the uh, preserved stillborn kitten on in WTF. Yeah. yeah, pretty gross. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're not going to do that one. We'll do this uh, campfire cooking instead. All right. And hopefully most of the dead animals will be cut into bite-sized chunks and look delicious. <laughs> this makes me wish I had talked about the uh, primitive technology YouTubes that I saw, because it's in the same vein. Just save it for next week. <sighs> yeah, maybe. We're not recording next week, so... <laughs> yeah, that's why you should... <laughs> Just talk about it into the void. <laughs> okay. You can still insert it into this episode if it's applicable. I do that yeah, shit that's all the true. time. <laughs> yeah, I do that as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping that we start talking about, uh, uh, damn it, I wish I'd had a punchline in mind before I started saying that sentence. <laughs> I thought, I thought you were just being sincere, but you were <laughs> starting a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Louisa, please so, tell us. Yeah, so what we have here is a header with a little uh, red alien holding a stick for some reason, but standing next to a tent, and a campfire that has a pig on a spit roasting over it, and it says r slash campfire cooking, and then there's just some real life photos of people's meals. They look pretty delicious. I realize now that I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> Why is that? <clears throat> As we've already discussed at length, the only thing I've eaten today is a bag of beef jerky. Oh, no. <laughs> and now I'm looking at all of this very good-looking food, and it's making me so hungry. Okay, anyway. <laughs> and the trouble is, you could probably find some recipes where you could use that beef jerky to make something even more <laughs> delicious. <laughs> That's true. Uh, ooh, they have names for their users, which I always enjoy. Uh, they have 18,000 campfire cookers who are subscribed. And 33 are cooking now. <laughs> oh. Also appropriate. And their very small uh, little about situation is more than just weenies. 
Getting back to basics where food, fire, and fun are all combined to a little rustic something-something, I hate that, <laughs> called <laughs> campfire cooking. Jeff. Share your ideas, methods, and recipes where conversation is best. Dat fire, boo. Jeff, I realize that I've already given you a lot of great slogans for your business cards, but another <laughs> one could be more than just weenies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say a little rustic something-something. <laughs> oh, that's good, too! Uh, so, I like that the two moderators have uh, flair. Ah, uh, yes. Jag Levac, the creator of the subreddit, has the flair Campfire Commander, um, and Smart Alec Four Twenty Eight, the other moderator, has the uh, extremely euphemistic seeming uh, flair Dutch Oven Destroyer. Yeah, it's really a shame that Dutch Oven also means stuff to do with like pooping and farting because Dutch ovens are great, and I cook in my Dutch yep. oven all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you cooking farts. <laughs> I get. I really get the flavors of those farts out, though. Gross. <laughs> yep. Oh man, I really like that the top post on hot is uh, campfire tacos. That's amazing. Hmm, what yeah. kind of tacos? You'd probably just cook the 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 meat on the campfire, right? It I looks like the tortillas have been roasted over the fire as well. Huh? For some uh. reason, it won't let me click on that link. Yeah, it oh. won't let me click on it either. Weird, I expanded it, and it's playing the YouTube video right in the, Oh, um... shit! <laughs> Me too, I just Oh my god, my there's a so giant bad. beetle, why? Yeah, I don't uh, know why they're friends with this giant beetle that's chewing uh, on them. I I don't want to watch this in case they put that beetle into this taco later. <laughs> there's pomegranate <laughs> seeds in the taco from the preview image. Okay, yeah, they're mixing, gonna, they're mixing flour with, with river water to make their <laughs> oh, tortillas. No. This no, is thanks. really crazy. <sighs> Well, if you cook it, it's fine. Anyway. Oh, yeah, of course. I just but think that it's uh, kind of cool weird and taste. wild. Ugh. So um, I'm going to get to the top of all time instead. Oh, so wait, I would you... like to do that as well, but I can't actually click on that. <laughs> so That's I'm weird. having some trouble. This board is like, the scripting of it is wrong somehow. I'm having no problems at all. This uh -oh. is strange. This is not a very popular board. Like, it, there's 18,000 subscribers, but the top post of all time only has 268 upvotes. It's one of those boards where a lot of people want to brag about the things they made, but they don't care about what other people have done. Yeah. Mm. Which I get, because I feel that way about every time <laughs> I make food. I'm always like, I'm going to post a picture of my food on Instagram. I never look at anyone else's Instagram, but I'm sure everyone wants to see mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love this. Um, fire roasted Brussels sprout. The top of all time is a ribeye steak grilled over a fire, foraged Maine fiddleheads boiled in the Dutch oven with Penobscot river water. Very good. River and water fire is bad. And fire-roasted Brussels sprouts. Fiddlehead ferns look disgusting. They look like I some kind of bug. I know that they're fine, and I have eaten them, and they are they taste like not very good food, but they look gross. I is some of this food? It's like skillets on a fairly well-made grill over the fire. That feels like cheating. But you have to yeah. manage that fire so carefully. That's why we use ovens and stoves now, because it is so hard to keep a consistent temperature. Yeah. No, you just get charcoal briquette briquettes from the store, and then you dump them. <laughs> I fine. mean, if you have a campfire, and you're, what you're cooking for breakfast is, like, bacon, potato, and eggs, it's pretty hard to mess that up. 
Even if you have, like, a too hot or slightly too cool fire. I don't know. Bacon can get... Bacon... The undercooked bacon is literally the worst thing you could put in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you and, know how good it could have been. Yes, exactly. And overcooked bacon is, like... Still good. Not <laughs> food. It doesn't taste like food. It Ex- just tastes like smoke. Extremely delicious. No, you're there's wrong two, there. There's two foods that you can cook until they are basically ash, and they'll still be great, and it's garlic and bacon. Wow, you're so wrong on both <laughs> counts there. Mm, delicious. Yum, yum. More for me. I don't mind cooking eggs until they're overcooked, because I don't like my eggs to be very wet, but like... Same. Uh, garlic gets to the point of being unpleasant very shortly after it's cooked, and yeah. bacon... I mean, bacon already often tastes too smoky for me, and if it's overcooked, it just tastes like charcoal. Oh my god, these people baked a lasagna in their fire. <laughs> it's the second idea. of all time. It looks really, re- like, I, I'm not into lasagna, because the primary uh, ingredient is tomato sauce, which I think you should not use a lot of in cooking, and I'm the minority there. I know that's the wrong belief, but uh, this still looks pretty actually- good. I don't actually put a lot of tomato sauce in my um, lasagna. I do a little bit, and like mm-hmm. I put some fresh sliced tomatoes in there. But I most of, the bulk of mine is that ricotta cheese and egg mixture that you use as like the spackle mm. to yeah. make your lasagna stay together. Yeah, God, that, I, that way when you cut out a slice of your lasagna, it just it stays there. <laughs> it yep. doesn't fall out. This thing almost looks like a pizza, even when they like cut a slice out and put and plate it. It still looks like, oh, this is a, a meatball pizza or something. <laughs> it must God. be hard. How do you? How would you do that though? Because don't you need to like? Usually, you would boil the lasagna noodles before you start making the lasagna. They I don't think you, have, you don't to. have to. Yeah, they make ones that you can do without that part. Yeah, but they taste weird. They like they have a weird texture to them. They crumble too easily or something. Mm, I also, know. I I think if you're, it looks like it's being cooked with a lot of liquid and over very high heat. So like maybe even regular noodles would absorb enough uh, liquid in this whatever recipe they used here. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Cooks Illustrated sometimes uh, recommends that you use like a really watery sauce, and then you don't have to pre-cook the noodles, and then they absorb that extra water. Don't you get a lot of cast-off starch, though? <laughs> like, one of the things that I mm, like about good. boiling my noodles is that I can then pour all of that starchy grossness down the drain, and then I don't have to worry about it. Um, no, you're crazy. Starch is great. Nope. Yeah, I like the way pasta starch uh, thickens a cheese sauce, and I think that it would work great in a lasagna. Yeah. Maybe. We've talked about that before on this show, and I know that you disagree with me on it. Yeah. I, I don't think that that is as monstrous as some of the things you've said on this podcast. Though, <laughs> yes, so. that's true. Uh, oh, this is the same people who did those tacos that we tried to look at. Uh, I it, They have a whole YouTube channel of cooking various extremely delicious looking meals in the woods over a campfire. Hey, Jeff, if you're going to be looking at the top of all time, could you put a link to that in the chat? Because I literally just cannot click on it. Just add slash top after the URL. All right. No, no, I got top, but I can't get where it says links from past 24 hours. I can't click on that. Oh. Oh, yeah, I can't click on that either. It says links from all time for me. Oh, yeah, mine is all time because I'm logged into Reddit. Uh, That's my default, but I also cannot change it. So mine is only the extreme tacos because it's past 24 hours (laughs) and nothing else. 
maybe clicking on this link will uh, help. Probably not, though. Spoiler to our listeners, it won't. No, it it was the same. Yep. Oh, well. Um, We'll just have to describe it. Louisa, you're a listener to our podcast this week. Mm, I don't like this. (laughs) I'm going to start counter-describing things I can find in new, because I can get a whole list of stuff under new. So one of the things in top is 17-pound leg of lamb stuffed with rosemary and garlic. Oh, God. And they have it on a spit over a fire, and it can like it has like a crank to turn it. How long would it take to cook this? That would be like 12 hours of rotating this thing, right? Maybe. At least. I mean, the bone will help it cook faster. But... Not that much faster for seventeen pounds of meat. Yeah, yeah, it's it not that close. Time. It's not close to the fire and not in an enclosed cooking thing. It's just like a, about a foot, maybe a foot and a half over a charcoal fire. Yep. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is they need to have one of those things where there's a dog running in a wheel that turns the spit for you. Yeah, like the in... dog is wearing like a helmet with a fishing rod, and at the end of the fishing rod is a sausage that it's yes, chasing. No, exactly. all you need to do is lock the dog inside the wheel and have it be able to see the lamb leg. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, you just arrange it in that order. Yep. <sighs> oh man lamb. you say that as if a dog is more excited to eat a lamb leg than it is to eat literally any other <laughs> physical object but that is provably untrue <laughs> the op said it took about seven hours to cook this leg of lamb hmm. i guess that would make some kind of sense although i still feel like it would be underdone a lot of people like their lamb pretty rare though hmm I like my lamb to be pretty well done, which I know is bad and wrong, but I like it, so jump up my butt. Uh, what? No <laughs> thanks. <laughs> okay, don't then. Uh, oh, I like this Campfire Paella, which is the 11th of all time. Ooh, there's a whole album inside. Maybe I'll click through. Uh, they there's have quite the- a few of these that are like shrimp and seafood and stuff like Paella, which I would be pretty uncomfortable about carrying in a backpack into the woods and then cooking and not having them be spoiled well it depends on how insulated yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna go to all that trouble yeah yeah i guess a lot of whenever i think of campfire cooking i assume that the people hiked to their campsite but i guess most people don't do that you know when (laughs) i was a kid for like cookouts and stuff that you'd go on with groups of school groups or church groups or whatever i was always like impressed that we were allowed to cook our own hot dogs like oh they trust us to do this this is like <laughs> very good and important and then i realized you can fucking eat a hot dog quote unquote raw <laughs> there's something yeah. wrong with that uh there's something wrong with that but <laughs> the uh number nine of all time solo camping this weekend just didn't want to deal is extremely funny to me it's a single log in a fire uh, with a fork skewering, I guess a bratwurst over it, uh, sort of jammed into the broken uh, grate of the griddle, <laughs> so it's just hanging there, and then a uh, uh, like percolator of coffee also heating up over this single log fire. That's fine, but completely <laughs> unnecessary. Why put a sausage on a toasting fork when you could just put it on the grill that you're wedging your toasting <laughs> fork into? Yeah, uh, it makes it funnier this way. <laughs> okay, I'll accept that as a as a reason. Yeah, 
I am seeing one that's uh, number nine for the new, and it is shish kebabs. And this person did such a bad job of threading these things onto these uh, skewers. It is making me angry. Because <laughs> not only did they do it, they thought they did such a good job that they took photos and posted them on this board. <laughs> I know I've talked about this before, but I always think about that Paul F. Tompkins tweet where he posted a picture of somebody holding up a craft they'd made, and he just responded with, why wouldn't you clean your fingernails? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly the same thing. Like, just before you take your picture, just make sure it's right. Yeah. Make sure it looks good. Oh, there's a yeah. mushroom cap on this skewer that is barely attached by one of the gills on the side. Like, it's not even through the middle of the cap. What? None of the items on the kebab are touching. Yeah, like squish them. There's a close-up of it having been cooked, and a, a lot of the pieces are burned. This is making me very angry. <laughs> is there a possibility that this is a very funny joke that we are just not getting? <laughs> no, I, think, I don't think so. I, I think, think they just a point, did a bad job. <laughs> there's a point at which a joke, like people who joke, like "Ah, you thought I was a Nazi, and I'm not. I'm just mean." And it's like, yeah, but I don't. <laughs> I yeah, don't. this person is a cooking Nazi. Yeah. Well, it's like, you you don't know this person, so assuming that they're a Nazi because they say they are is pretty reasonable, and then it's not really a joke that works. So yeah. this person did cook this stuff outside and put it on this Reddit, so I have to assume that it's done You uh, have sincerely. to assume that they're as bad as a Nazi. <laughs> yes, I agree. Have you seen this mushroom? Maybe you should take another look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like the- there's a bunch of different photos of people cooking stews over a fire. I really like that. That's a good campfire food. It's hard to. It's going to be hard to mess that up. Yeah. Again, I really need to get over my belief that people hiked because I'm like, why? Like carrying enough liquid and stuff to make a good stew would be very difficult while you're going to camp. But I guess people don't hike. They yeah, just think, drive to I, their campsite. I think most of this stuff they're not necessarily camping and might just be like hanging out in the park or their backyard where there is a place to make a fire. We well, should we should organize a camping of this type trip with a, a group of our friends and just yes. go out to a place and yes. like yes. cook meals for like two days. Oh, it would be so good. Yes, because I was going to say the thing about cooking that lamb leg and you're like, oh, but that would take seven hours. If that's all you have to do that day, that is such a relaxing, wonderful day. Yeah. <laughs> just preparing a meal you get to eat later. Ugh. You know, I was looking at this for my birthday day a couple years ago as a possibility. Maybe I'll do it for my birthday next year, but like renting a cabin on a lake somewhere and just having anyone that I know that wants to come come up. Mm. And that would be so great. Just like a cabin with, you know, rooms for enough people to sleep and be comfortable and then you, you just go out on the lake and you can kayak or like cook stuff outside oh that would be so good <laughs> yep i was just talking last night with friends while we were watching uh this primitive technology youtube channel about how cool it would be to go out in the woods like it's the youtube channel is videos of this guy making like he, i guess at home one of his hobbies is to look up stone age technology and then his other hobby is to go into the woods on weekends and just make it from the resources around like he makes <laughs> mud huts and bows and arrows and like slings and stuff and watching the video made me really want to do that kind of thing <laughs> Jeff, you should just reject all civilization and go live on Walden Pond. <laughs> what? What does that mean? <laughs> That's, uh, what's his face? Who did that one? Henry David Thoreau? I get him confused with, um, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yeah, I think Ralph Waldo Emerson is that guy that you can't find in pictures. <laughs> yeah, he's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> 
What? Hold on, you're both mixing metaphors here. <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, I was gonna say that you, Louisa, missed my reference, but no. I made as big of a logical leap from Ralph Waldo Emerson to no. Wal- Where's Waldo as you did from Where's no, Waldo no. to Vampire. Here's the level I'm on, and this is absolutely true. I got instantly that you were making a Where's Waldo <laughs> reference, and then I was like, but it also sounds like it could be a vampire. Boom, I'm gonna say something about vampires. <laughs> so you're saying you're just... It's about the the intermediate jokes that we're not making. I, yeah, art. we're doing jazz. I yeah. stepped up onto your joke, and then I did a cool kickflip above it, is what I'm on, trying to say. On the shoulders of giants. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, there is this one video I'm looking titled Outdoor Cooking at Its Best, number five under new, uh, where it is a South Asian uh, grandma making a pizza over a fire, and it looks delicious. And uh, why isn't every other video and picture on this subreddit a pizza? That's obviously the best thing to make over a campfire. Yep. Is it? Here's the problem. Anytime you cook anything over a campfire, it's gonna get some of that smoky flavor, and mm. that works pretty good for some things. I don't think I like smoky flavor on pizza. I don't what? think that's gonna go well. well no, you I like crazy. a brick oven pizza, like a wood-fired pizza type of deal. Yeah. I love that. All the fancy pizzas so. make those claims because you know that it's better. I guess so. But to make a pizza, you if you're gonna go camping, you need to bring like a pizza stone or something to cook it on. You can't just throw that on Here's a the grill, thing, though. can if, you? Yeah. If your fire is hot enough, yes, you can. It hmm. sounds insane, but cookbooks will tell you, like, if you have the right dough and a hot enough fire, it will solidify before it has a chance to fall down into the fire. This yeah, but, lady but, is using a pizza stone, though. But then right. it, the dough wraps around and incorporates into the grill, and then when you lift the pizza up, it just <laughs> pulls the whole grill up, too, and then you have to chisel it off. <laughs> no, uh, no, not if you're doing it right. Nothing is better than bread that has been lightly kissed by a fire. <laughs> uh, oh, I like this one. This post is, is Lodge the best new cast iron out there? Lodge is a cast iron company. And then some people are just saying, yeah, I like Lodge, all right. And uh, I would like to point out, fun fact, Lodge is the only cast iron company in the United States, maybe in all of North America. So if you buy any cast iron anywhere from anybody, it was actually made by Lodge. Really? That's weird. Yeah, they have a cornered market for some reason. Because not, it's a very niche market. <laughs> <laughs> but you think at least two companies could be making cast iron. Yeah, you, cast you, iron is kind of really trendy right now. Yeah, but the thing about cast iron that makes it so that it's not a big industry is that once you have one cast iron skillet, you can use <laughs> yeah. it for three generations. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. true. Oh, I love my cast iron. <laughs> yep. I, I only have a very small one right now. I really want to get a like a twelve inch skillet or something. I think I may have talked about this on this podcast before, but I saw one of those uh like uh how to cook videos where they just show people's hands doing things where but it was uh how to um clean a cast iron cast skillet. Iron. Yeah. And the step three was get a soapy sponge, and I was like, what? (laughs) And then I looked at the comments, which Jeff has advised me not to do a thousand times, but I do it every time anyway, because (laughs) Oh no, you have to. The audience shouldn't. (laughs) I looked at the comments, I read through them, and about half of the people were people being like, Oh, I've been using my grandmother's cast iron skillet for 30 years, and I wash it with soap every day, and it's fine. It doesn't really <laughs> taste like soap. And I'm like, you put the word really in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
You fucking uh, asshole. I think it's the same as if any recipe anywhere ever for, like, candy says use a teaspoon of corn syrup because it'll help stop sugar crystals forming. Every comment is like, what can I use instead of corn syrup? Oh, I couldn't possibly use corn syrup. It's so bad for you because people are very stupid. Yep. It's candy. It's You're same. making a candy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I think it's the same thing where people are like, well, it won't be clean without soap, not remembering how hot you are heating this pan up. Well, and also I think a lot of people are like, my grandmother was a bad chef, but <laughs> I have b like brainwashed myself into thinking that the things she cooked were good. And so I want like I am willing to accept a certain amount of soap taste in the things that I <laughs> cook. Yeah. For nostalgia reasons. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm still watching this extra- it's a, like a 12 minute long pizza making video, and it's so satisfying. Cause they're- <laughs> they're making the pizza sauce, they boiled a bunch of tomatoes and carrots, then peeled them and crushed them up in a mortar and pestle. You know who this isn't satisfying for? <laughs> the audience? Yep. And also us. Oh man. Pretty but my recommendation- my recommendation is to go watch this video for the audience and for everyone else, uh, which I guess is only you two. <laughs> well, I can't get there, so I can't apparently <laughs> so get to well. anything on no, this No, this is under new. This is number five under new. She can't you can get, get to there. anything but hot. Oh, I thought you could get to new. Oh no, I'm under new, yeah. Okay, oh, I okay. see it. Outdoor cooking in this pen. Yes. Yeah, save that for later. It's very okay. fun. <laughs> yeah, that's a tip from Jeff to you. You can take that home and put it in your pocket. <laughs> I really like on a new when someone says, not really camping, but making tea on the grill on wood fire. And I don't know if their power's out, but it's like a little crummy kettle grill anyone might have in their yard. And there is a saucepan with a lid on it trying to boil, I guess, so they can make tea. <laughs> Do you ever um, cook on your uh, wood stove anymore, Louisa? No. I remember when we were kids, we would do that sometimes because we were extremely bored. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I've done. I've I've heated up a tea kettle on on the the wood stove. It usually, like in the dead of winter when the fire was really going, it would it would go faster than the than the electric stove. Yeah, which was That's all true. we had as kids. Yeah, electric stoves are fine. People really mm. shit all over them, but they're good. They're, they I, do a good job. Yeah, I grew I up one. with one, and as soon as I got a gas stove, I was like, oh, I could never go back. This is so much better. It worked so much more quickly. Eh, I don't know. I have an electric one, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, it, it's much less likely to, su to suffocate me. <laughs> True. Well... I mean, that only happens if you have a gas stove and you close all the doors and windows. Then it'll eat up all the oxygen in the room and kill you. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> it, it can eat- it eats oxygen. <laughs> yep. I don't- I don't it, know what I'm talking about. It creates a perfect vacuum in your house, and then if you do open the door, then there's an explosion. I was, like, trying to make <laughs> a reference- And you get sucked out into the void of space. <laughs> no, Louisa, you get blown out into the oh, void God. of space. <laughs> So Wait, pedantic. what's the difference? <laughs> because the the force isn't coming from the space; it's coming from the air behind you, be like moving into the space. Yeah, that's that. what oh, pushes you out. Backdraft. That's what the movie Backdraft was about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was about space. Yep. <laughs> so, if you want to hear more about our extensive knowledge about science and uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone movies, was it your Backdraft? I Kurt don't think Russell, so. I believe. Who was you're, the guy? Kurt what Russell. You're getting Kurt confused Russell. about Tango and Cash personalities. Was was <laughs> Kurt Kevin Russell Bacon wasn't in Tango and Cash? Kurt Russell was the other guy in Tango and Cash, wasn't he? I thought it was um 
somebody else. Okay, well, whatever. Who's the other guy to take? Okay, anyway, doesn't mm, matter. I'm gonna look it up. How do you like that? Alright, fine. We're, the show's pretty much over. Ah, you guys, it was uh, Kurt Russell in Tango yeah! and Cash. Okay. Good job. I um, actually also didn't think it was. <laughs> for some reason, I thought Backdraft was that other ponytailed man, Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah. But, oh, no, it's, it's not that bad of a movie. Okay, well... Uh, anyway, yeah, the, the episode's pretty much over, so if the audience wants to leave, they can, but, uh... <laughs> we'll close up after you, don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, uh, lo- just turn the light off on your way out. <laughs> uh, but if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and recommend us to your friends. Uh, we are getting a- our audience is growing, and it's all thanks to you guys, so thank you very much for doing that for us. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at C... Nope. G- you can... Tweet at us at seeing Reddit, or you can email us seeingreddit at gmail.com. Um, and uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Kamikaze Pilot. I'm on Twitter, J3FK, um, Instagram.com slash JeffJK. I don't know if that's how Instagram URLs work. I'm JeffJK <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, I go to the, the Patreon for that. Um, oh, I have a fan I want to give a shout out to, um, who doesn't contact us on social media because, uh, she only uses Snapchat and will Snapchat me about how she likes the show. Uh, I tweeted about it a few weeks ago, um, about how, uh, she told me that her and her friends will quote the goofs to each other that they like, uh, and that made me really, really happy because that's the goal of every podcaster is for nerds to quote the jokes to each other. Wait, I'm very confused that we've made jokes ever on this podcast. I <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you. there's no jokes. Uh, but this is our fan, Hannah, uh, and it's her birthday the day after this episode comes out. So happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday, Hannah. Happy birthday, Hannah. Uh, while we're giving shout outs to fans, a quick shout out to Flying Cat Pickles, who sent us a fan art picture of uh, the Reddit <laughs> alien surrounded by panicking uh, Shrek, Waluigi, and Birdo, which is Hooray! the most amazing picture I've ever seen in my life. Oh, thank I you. Can't, I can't tell if you, uh, if this person, uh, just, like, like, did this quickly, or if they're far too young to listen to this show. Uh, but, but don't either tell way, us. I don't want to know. Yeah, and either way, you're, we are very grateful to you. And keep <laughs> yeah, listening. Yeah, it was very good. Especially, I liked it a lot. Especially if you're too young to listen to this show, keep listening to it. And tell your parents you're not listening to it anymore, if they ask. <laughs> I see so many people who, uh... Like, who have been listening to podcasts that I listen to and are like, yeah, I've been listening to this since high school. And like, oh, no, you shouldn't have been <laughs> yeah. listening to Mabim Bam in high school or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like in the early days of Stop Podcasting Yourself, one of their biggest fans that would call in all the time was clearly 12. And I was just <laughs> like, they should be more concerned about that. Although I'm not concerned at all about this person. Flying Cat Pickles, you're doing everything right. <laughs> <laughs> this is mostly a concern I have with my other show, because creepypastas are for 13-year-olds, so Mm -hmm. that's my primary audience, I think. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, (laughs) this show is definitely worse for teenagers to listen to than that one, though, right? (laughs) I mean, we talk about Waluigi's dick, like, every other episode. (laughs) Uh, Every other? That's generous. (laughs) 
We, was... we could rename this show the Waluigi's <laughs> Dick Hour, and it would not be inaccurate. Uh, I was gonna say it'd be shaped like a crinkle cut fry, but that's <laughs> Wario. <laughs> Only Wario has that mustache. Yeah, yeah Wario's true. would uh, Waluigi's would just have one bend in it, making it go straight up like an L, <laughs> yes. or straight down like an upside down L. <laughs> it would be Either very way, it long. Has a ninety degree bend in it. <laughs> it would be very long and skinny, though. It would just be a bendy straw. <laughs> I hate this. I hate us. Please do not send us anything about Wario or Waluigi's dick. But if you want to uh, send a picture, a fan art picture of Waluigi's dick to Louisa, you no, can do it on Twitter at Heronbird. No, I'm not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> Blocked, reported. <laughs> uh, but no, you can you can follow me on Twitter. Do not send me any pictures of dicks. I'm at Heronbird, and uh, you can find me on Instagram. Instagram at All right. And uh, real quick, I want to thank the folks who have been talking about us on Twitter. Uh, so thank you to, uh, let's see, uh, thank you to Copper, uh, Copper1789 for you, saying Copper. that they're getting caught up. I uh, appreciate the fact that you feel like it's worth your time to catch up, <laughs> even though I don't remember any episodes we've done before the one we're recording right now. Yeah, this is uh, the first episode, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks to uh, Turner. As usual, you, uh, really killing it lately. Uh, Number one our, fan. Well, Tanner, well, I don't know. Turner's been doing a really great job lately. Tanner's been with us for a while. Uh, <laughs> so you guys fight it out. Uh, Chris, uh, thank you for tweeting at us. We'll get you on here as a guest host one of these days, I promise. Mm, don't um, promise that. I don't want I, him on this show. Okay, I won't promise you that. <laughs> What if what if we do an episode where Chris is a guest host for all three of us? <laughs> yeah, it's just him alone. <laughs> yeah, talking about a Reddit. Uh, that's really more fan fiction. Anyway, um, uh, thanks to uh, to Turner for un- unearthing the picture of the pizzas on the the guys and girls bathrooms. I'm so oh, thank baffled you, yeah. by that. Like, wh- it really is just arms. Like, you think it's not actually <laughs> just going to be the arms? Yeah, <laughs> but, but it it's, it's just the arms. <laughs> Somebody who. Somebody who runs a pizzeria has a woeful misunderstanding of anatomy. <laughs> or they're extremely woke and they know that the, it's not that important, the difference between uh, men and women. That's true. Uh, okay, so thanks you guys for talking about us on Twitter. Keep it up. We very much appreciate it. Uh, and in the meantime, until next week, please remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. I'm sorry I just said woke. Don't read the comments. <laughs> Tilted stage The role you made me play The fool No, I don't like you I don't like your perfect crime How you laugh when you lie You said the gun was mine Isn't cool No, I don't like you But I got smarter I got harder in the nick of time Honey, I rose up from the dead I do it Check it once, then I check it twice. Oh, oh look what you made me do. Look-
Pretty good one, guys. Oh, Jeff, do your fart noise. Oh. Mm, yeah, that was okay. <laughs> I feel like you could do better, though. Okay, let's try it. Well, my lips are a little dry. I don't know why. Let's wet them up here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Worse in a better way? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you do it? Can you put your uh, mouth in the crook of your elbow and do it? Oh, yeah, I was just thinking that. That's probably the better. I was doing, like, (laughs) the heel of my palms against (laughs) Did that that come across in the microphone? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was pretty good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was too airy. (laughs) Like, the the butt cheeks just separated to let the whole fart out in one go. The problem is you're going to have to put all of this at the end of the episode, (laughs) not just the fart noise, I think. Why do you think that's a problem? <laughs> wow. It's hard to. Do. Why is it so hard to do? I can do it fine with just my mouth. Let me try again. <laughs> mm, I like the ar- arm ones better, though. Yeah. The problem is it's hard to do an arm one when you have a mustache because it breaks the seal. Louisa, mm. you have to do it. We both have mustaches. I'll yeah. try. It's been a lot of times since I've done this. I don't know, baby. It's like riding a bike. 
What about the other? <laughs> no, no, no. That good. didn't work at all. <laughs> all right, uh, Louisa, you got to close this segment out. <laughs> um. All right, let me try again. As soon as it starts, it's bad. It's so bad. (laughs) Oh, man. That's going to be the best post. The thing is, that's going to be the best post song segment we've ever done. And no one's going to listen to it because they're just going to assume, because we said earlier that it would only be fart noises, that it's not going to be good. Uh, Well, the people here will be the true fans. That's true. Yep. It's like a hidden episode. (laughs) 